0: Good morning, everybody. This is Zach says again. I'm your host, Zach Cooley, and today is a very special day. After 13 years of reviewing off and on for the Barter Theater, this is my first time interviewing a, a Barter Theater actor. And what an actor I have with me today. One of my favorite and one of the most popular fan favorites of Barter Theater goers. Mr. Terrence Jackson is here with me this morning, and we are going to talk about his fantastic role of Tom Robinson in *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Thank you so much, Terrence, for being with me this morning. It's an honor to meet you and talk with you.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Zach. I mean, I'm I'm honored to be here and excited to to talk more about the play.
0: Yes, and what a play it is. Um, *To Kill a Mockingbird* is uh, along with the rest of America and the world is one of my favorite stories of all time. Um, It is regarded as probably the most beloved piece of American literature uh, in history, at least certainly in the 20th century. As a writer, we all want as writers to be like Harper Lee. We want to write one one piece that's so relevant to American history that it lasts for 60 years plus beyond its time, and we mm-hmm. write when we write one book that's so successful we never have to write again. That
1: right. it's
0: it's our, it's our dream to be Harper Lee, but one of the, things like that only come along once in a lifetime, and that is what to *Kill Mockingbird* is. And you play the role of Tom Robinson, who, if there are like three people left in the world that, do, that don't know the story of To Kill a Mockingbird or who Tom Robinson is. Tom Robinson is the African-American male in, set in the 1930s, the 1960 novel set, I think, in 1935, something like that, just after the stock market crash. And he is wrongfully accused of raping a white girl and is convicted. And you play Tom Robinson, who is a very key uh, figure in American literature. What does playing the role of Tom Robinson mean to you personally? I know that's a loaded question. You can take that any way you want.
1: Yeah, wow. Yeah, so... Tom Robinson to me, Zach, is like – it's like Othello, right? It it has the same amount of weight to me as when I played Othello in the way of – you know, Othello on the page has, you know, four or five times as many words as Tom Robinson on the page, right? Um,
0: Exactly. Obviously, obviously
1: you were just at the play really – Tom Robinson is in one thing, which is the child. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot about Tom Robinson, but actually hearing Tom Robinson's words, you have one thing where you really hear that. But mm-hmm. the weight of the character to me was, this, was the exact same as Odella. When it comes to me being a black male, um, the weight of it felt the same, like in the way of a dream being able, as an actor, being able to play Othello one day, I felt the same way about Tom Robinson. You know, I didn't know when or if it would come up, um, but I knew that if I got to tackle the role, it was going to be uh, significant for me and also also a milestone in my career as an actor, just because it's one of those roles where it's like, you know, it's it's an iconic role. Like you said, it's it's a really famous book. Um, and people, it's a beloved movie as well. Mm-hmm. And the character of Tom Robinson is just iconic. And so, one, well, I'm just honored that uh, I was asked to play the role at Barter Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, done, we've done To Kill a Mockingbird, I believe. This is the third production of it in Barter's 90-year history. And so uh, I'm excited to be able to add my name to the the list of actors who've uh, been able to play the role of Tom Robinson. And um, but man, it's a it's a it's a challenge. You know that trial scene is difficult, and I'm sure we'll probably get into it. But it is a it's a hard scene. You know to be able to to do that night after night and relive, um, you know this this unfortunate situation for this this man's life you know and he's he's 25 you know and of course in the 1930s 25 you know was felt a little bit older you know right it's because of their life expectancy but right but he was 25 he had a wife he had three kids um and you know he's on trial for doing something that he, he didn't do knowing knowing that the outcome it's not gonna be. It's probably not gonna be positive. But right, what what Katie Brown, our director, and and I worked on, and even talking with Nick Piper, who plays Atticus Finch, mm-hmm. we've got to we've got to all the way up until that, to the judge says the verdict, Zach. Like we we've, we've got to think that there's a chance, you know. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it felt for y'all in the audience. I mean, that's that's, that's tricky, right? Because I know you. Everybody knows what's coming, but just the other night, I think when y'all were there, um, or it might have been the next day, we had a matinee. I the was first, I was
0: there Saturday afternoon. I was there the very first performance.
1: That's right, that's right. You were there first performance. So just the other just the, uh yesterday we had a performance and when the verdict came out, there was audible gasps in the house. You know, and it shocked me a little bit because you can. It was a great reminder that one, not everybody knows the story of To Kill a Mockingbird, right? And two, even if they do know, it's still shocking, right? <laughs> you know, exactly, <laughs> it's still right. shocking.
0: And for me, it was interesting that you said you had to believe there was a chance because I feel like Atticus. Believed there was a chance. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jim and Scout and Dill believed there was a chance, mm-hmm. but I I feel like Tom Robinson knew.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Tom Robinson knew that uh, there's the line that Atticus says. Uh, Tom Robinson knew he was a dead man the moment uh, the moment Mayella screamed. And mm-hmm. I felt like that he knew what his fate was, but he oh, was yeah. but he was gonna get up his integrity was so strong that he was gonna get up and he was gonna tell the truth anyway.
1: One hundred percent. You know one hundred percent. He
0: he knew he was going down but he was going down righteously.
1: Right. One hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: That's what I felt with Tom Robinson. And what I thought was so terrific about the role and the way you played it, you have an obvious terrific sense of humor, and I think the reason that uh, that we all love you as we do is, is your wonderful comic relief. Mm. And you know when we see when when we see Terence in a play. Um, Bella always looks over the playbill, my daughter, and, po- and points to you and says, "Oh, there's Terrence, there's my favorite actor. We're gonna have a good time tonight." You, you know, she she depends on that comic relief, and mm-hmm. and this for you was a complete departure. I mean, as you said, there there's only one scene with Tom Robinson, but it is it is iconic equally I think with Atticus's closing speech. Mm-hmm. And everybody identifies the movie and I I I'm a big fan of the movie too. I'm partial to Gregory Peck's Atticus. Um mm-hmm. a barter alumni by the way, we need to mention that. That's right. Um and you know he, he's just one of the all time greats well, everybody's favorite and I thought Brock Peters was phenomenal Mm -hmm. in the speech that he delivered as Tom Robinson with the emotion and the honesty that he portrayed that. That was deserving of an Oscar nomination in itself, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think just the way that you played that so straight, and I mean, as you said, there you know that his fate is sealed but you delivered that with such heart and you know and to hear that it's like an ideal role for you
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you know and forgive me i hope that i that i do not say this with ignorance i hope i say this with the pertinence that it needs to be said for you and 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 for the African American people, but when you are playing, you may I ask how old you are? I'm thirty two. Thirty two. Okay, You're just a little younger than me, You're just a little older than Tom Robinson. Right. Um. So as a younger black male who is playing a black male who lived let's say almost 100 years ago Mm and um what what do you feel that you need to bring to the table uh given given that time period and the way and and you you understand what I'm asking I do I hope hope it doesn't sound too ignorant I'm trying to get a a poignant
1: point across here no no no. it totally makes sense and yeah and it it was a different it was a different time right mm-hmm. and right. so and i think to your point right it's you know everything from just saying you know yes sirs and yes maams, and, mm-hmm. and you know even though we here you know in the south we we still refer to elders as you know, sir and ma'am. Right. It was a little bit different, obviously back then, that was a different type, type of respect. Um and
0: it was a it was a different connotation then.
1: Correct, correct, correct. And so it it,
0: it was demanded, not warranted.
1: Correct, correct. And so just even in that, right, it was it was different in, in that context. But a lot of stuff that we talked about, Zach, was the idea of in that trial scene, there's that fine line, especially when I'm talking with Gilmer, um, oh. who is the other attorney. Right. Just Justin um, Tyler Lewis. Yeah, played by Justin Tyler Lewis, and I think he does an excellent job. And he does. um, you know, and we're all great friends and it's yeah. hard because that, that scene is is, you know, you kinda have to put the friendship to the side, yeah, you, know, you and Yeah, you
0: can't be Mr. Gilmer's friend in that in that correct
1: scene. Correct. You know, but there's that fine line of, like you said so beautifully earlier, and it's, it's exactly what we're going for, is Tom is trying to tell the truth, right? But in telling the truth, he also knows, Atticus knows, um, even the entire black ensemble who's watching knows that in that truth-telling, there still has to be a level of, uh, though there's going to be a ton of honesty, I cannot come back at Gilmer too hard because he can, he can use that right to the right to the jury run right. my disadvantage, which right. he does. He tries to do that multiple times. And, um, and,
0: and he knows that he's trying to provoke you to do that so correct. that he will do that. Because if you do that, you being a black male, if you do that in 1930s Alabama, your face going to be sealed already and his job's done. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. And yeah. And Jim and Scout, they even ask Atticus. They say, "Are we gonna win this?" And Atticus. Right. Says, Atticus says, "No, but we're but we've got to give it all we've got."
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: and you know, I. We're gonna really s- switch gears here now mm-hmm. because. There is a character in that, in, and and they're all tragic characters. This does not end happily for anybody. Not right. not just Tom Robinson. It does not end happily for male Yule. It does mm-hmm. not end. It, it does not end happily for Atticus and and Jim and Scout and Dill. Um, there's not there's not a happy ending for anybody and. Me as you know you've met me and I, I'm disabled mm. and uh I identify with the Boo Radley character but you know and I have this terrible fear of be- one day being institutionalized
1: and mm.
0: and some part of me is always worried you know is this the day that my wife's not going to be able to take care of me. And I would have to go to a place like that, but I have to, Mm -hmm. I have to bring strength within myself to say, I have a daughter to raise
1: and -hmm. and I'm
0: a husband and I matter just as much as any father and husband that stands on their own two feet. But, Mm -hmm. But, but oftentimes to fight that it is me and my wife against the world. Mm. Everybody has a character that they connect to that speaks to them
1: and, and
0: hits them in the core. And for me, it's Boo Radley. Oh,
1: you big know. time! You know, and I, and I one, I thank you for even sharing that. And I because yeah. I think it is, it is, it's a just as big a part of the play, right? And yeah, and for some people, who who is the mockingbird, right? You know, exactly. Who, you know, and and for you, yeah. Wh- what do you think? Who who's the mockingbird to you?
0: Right. Multiple characters, I guess. Right. Well, I'm, and I mean, you know, and I identify with Mr. Radley because, you know, we don't know really what Boo did. We don't know really if he stabbed his parents in the leg. But what we right. do, what we do know is Mr. Radley said, "My son will not be in an institution." Mm-hmm. And in those days, particularly if you were born with any kind of malformity. Um. Whether you had any mental impairments or not, which thank which thank God I do not, at least not yet anyway mm, um, yeah. you know uh you you were still going to a place like that. It didn't matter if you were you know it didn't matter if you were uh mentally challenged or not you you mm. in those days, if you were born, you would go to an asylum. And right. to me, an asylum is no different than a nursing home or something like that. In any mm-hmm. kind of institution where we are removed from society, it should not happen and 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 we are faced every day with not having that choice because there there is not adequate there is not adequate sufficient care for disabled people and it's and it's cheaper it's cheaper to keep us at home. It's easier on the government to keep us at home. Mm-hmm. Then for them to throw me in a home and 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 charge like I should be put in a five star hotel, and sure. it's the same thing that happens to the elderly. It's you know, and it's and it's just and the, but then there's there's that character and, the, and then there's the Boo Radley character, and we're talking about we're looking we're in 2023 and we're looking back to 1960 to that book, and the book is looking back to 1935, and in so many places we are no further than we were almost a hundred years ago.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and
0: that that is what is, that's that's really what tells at the heartstrings. There are still those who are abused. Mm-hmm. You know, physically, sexually, emotionally. There are still those who are treated... There are still those who are treated unfairly because the color of their skin or the condition of their uh, the condition of their physical state or their mental state or whatever that they have no control over, and this is why. Well, this is what we're still dealing with, and that's that's why I wanted to know your personal struggle as far as Tom Robinson, because you know you i don't know what it's like to live as a black man any more than you know what it's like to live as a disabled man mm-hmm. but we both have stories to tell, and we both and when it comes down to it, we both are human and 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 yeah. our and our trials and tribulations it may be a different story but it but it's really not we're 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 all human, we all struggle and mm-hmm. and human life in all forms whether it's boo radley tom robinson uh you know jim scout and Dill, atticus we're all human life and human life is precious it is is fleeting it is wonderful it is miserable It (coughs) it is all those things and it and it is to be embraced and i think that's what the lesson of to kill a mockingbird is but um I, what I have a problem with, and this is what I want to know from you, um, you know, could you tell me, you know, there some schools that I've heard, and I don't know if this is true, that they've taken To Kill a Mockingbird out of schools today, mm-hmm. teaching mm-hmm. schools. So how relevant do you think To Kill a Mockingbird is today? And if it needs updating
1: to the modern world, how so? Wow. I mean, I think it's definitely relevant, right? I think when we start looking at, you know, racial inequality mm-hmm. injustices, you know, you look at those themes that surround the book, um, in the play. I mean, a lot of that stuff is still happening today. And I think obviously just with your own experience of just how much you resonate with the story, it's, it's obviously still, it's still relevant today, right? It's mm-hmm. still, we can each still see something or, or we can still see somebody in the play that we resonate with. And I think that's the mark of a great story mm-hmm. is that anybody, whether that's people who see themselves in Bob, Ewell, you know, or whatever, you know, right. Any, anybody can see themselves in this story. Now the thing that is tricky is we, we do know that this is from the point of view of the main character scout who um, You know, it's played by Libby Zabbitt in our production. Mm -hmm. And um, it's from, you know, Scout's point of view, the point of view of a small, young white girl. And so there's things that she's going to be able to see and also not see. And I know that Katie Brown, our director, and the producing artistic director of Barter Theatre, really talked a lot about that in uh, her mission for the play about what is it that we see and what is it that we don't see Um, and and how we see them in perspectives. And I think what's interesting is when we talk about the black perspective in this play, a lot of that is, is seen through what Scout sees and hears. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, and some of that is kind of like what would they have said in front of Scout, what really could have happened. Like I'm thinking about, for example, Calpurnia and uh, Reverend Sykes scene, right? Where they're mm-hmm. having that conversation, and she's asking him about, you know, what, you know what happened to Helen, who is Tom's wife, and why no one wants to give her a job, and what what did Tom do? And you know, Calpurnia says, you know, you need to ask your father about a lot of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But it's it's fascinating, and, and Reverend Sykes says some things, but he doesn't necessarily say too many things in front of Scamp. Mm-hmm. And you know, if, if anything needed to be updated or things that I think would be interesting is to to get the real perspectives of how those potential, especially the black characters, felt about certain things. Because um, we're just not going to see that because they're not going to speak as openly about certain, some of those things right. in front of young
0: scouts. You right. know what I mean? And and Calpurnia, I have to say, was my favorite character. Rita Cole just did her brilliantly. Oh, one hundred percent. Absolutely brilliantly. Sure. And another one that I absolutely loved was uh and I don't have her name in front of me, the lady who played Helen Helen Robinson.
1: Her emotion. Marissa just I mean what a what a tricky and what a tough role she has to play. Um And how and well, I think she does it beautifully, yeah,
0: and how well she does it,
1: What is the most
0: important aspect of this play to to you what What do you want people to come away with thinking when they see this
1: play? great questions i uh, I think I want people to be able to just understand what that injustices have happened. Racial inequality has happened for a long time, and that, like you referenced earlier, though it's almost been a hundred years, these things still happen, mm-hmm. you know, um Tom Robinson it was said he was shot seventeen times, right, um, trying to escape yeah. you know
0: and why yeah. why was it necessary to shoot that man? Seventeen times, when you know yeah. there are white people conv- that are guilty of much greater crimes that are that are walking free today. I'm not talking Correct.
1: about yeah Correct. today. Very much so, and so it's it's amazing how the stories the stories haven't really changed much, you know. Right. Um, over that time and i and i think sometimes i think it can be easier for people to uh to to, to take in a story um and and heed the lessons when it's set in a different time period right
0: in your opinion what uh what in your opinion what can we do to be better citizens what what can we do to be
1: more respectful? What lessons do we need to learn, uh, in your opinion? Yeah, in my opinion, I, and it's it's such a fine balance, too, because my first thought was believe people, believe Black people. Um, but also, it's tricky because I, in any other situation, I feel like I would want, I mean... I would wholeheartedly would say, believe women, believe Mayella, you know? (laughs) And so it's tricky because it's like, I don't want to negate believing Mayella, but I also want to, or any white woman that was on the stand, saying that someone had attacked her.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But it's tricky because in this particular case, you know we and we know we we know what really happened, not right. that it didn't happen, but I would say believe black people, you know when they are when they're saying they didn't do something um
0: or just it's, yeah i mean it's it's if you are a good reader of people, it's pretty easy to tell when somebody's telling the truth and when somebody isn't right i mean right. if you just. Pay attention. You can tell if somebody's lying or if somebody's telling the truth. Right, right. And
1: right.
0: and as Attica said, he had nothing in his heart but pity for Mayella, but mm. it had nothing to do with what Mayella was saying. Mayella was also lying, and he knew that. Yeah. And and so again, it was not a happy ending for anybody.
1: But no, and they they talk a lot about you know, seeing, seeing from other people's point of views, walking in other people's shoes, just looking at people for a chance and and giving people a chance. And I think those are all just ways of saying,
0: Hey, let's really
1: check our, our own biases. Mm -hmm. Let's really, let's really look at, um, our own, uh, our own perspectives and think, and really think about it. those are just those are just different ways of saying that those those words. But now we have names of you know implicit bias and right. all those types of things like that. that. That they just they just didn't have necessarily words for them in nineteen thirty five. Yeah. You know.
0: And 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 the fact of the matter is, in our own ways, we all have prejudices. We may have right. reasons why we have prejudices, but we've all got them. Mm-hmm. And and we do need to look at that. And the last question I will will leave you with, and I promise I I kept you way longer than I said you were going to. Thank you for taking so much time with me. Of course, thanks. What do you think that seeing the barter theater play offers us with the To Kill a Mockingbird story that you couldn't get anywhere else, from reading the book, from seeing the movie? What makes seeing the play at barter special?
1: To me... What what we offer is, I think what we do really well at Barter is we we build community really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you come to see our production, you're going to see people, everybody on stage who loves each other, but who still have to tell this hard story. Now, and I think that is something that's different than you're going to see it any anywhere else is that everybody on that stage at Barter, we have worked together and we've worked together in multiple different situations. And I think because we know each other so well, we're able to tell this this difficult story in that way. You have great, Zach. And I just wanted to say I appreciate you for for coming to all the shows that you do and for for writing about us and just always being so kind and generous and and also honest in your, in your, your writing, you know, um, uh, that, that means a lot to us. And it, it, um, whether it's a, whether it's a positive review or, or not, right. We, we appreciate the feedback and, uh, we just appreciate you for, for being such a lover of, um, the region, number one, and a lover of the theater and what we do. Um, you know, patrons and like you really, really remind me of, of why and the importance of what we do and the importance of theater and the importance of storytelling and so yeah i just can't thank you for enough for asking me to be on your podcast and uh, i'm honored and uh, i'm a big fan of you and your family and uh yeah I hope, I hope to see y'all soon well
0: you brought tears to my eyes brother i uh, it's thanks zach i appreciate it all right thank you terrence have a wonderful day Ah, uh, you too. All right. Bye-bye.